Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson and today we have another special guest and she is going to introduce herself. Hey guys, it's Maddie Krotz, your Miss Vermont Collegiate America 2022. I am so excited to be here today and be featured on the Crowding Moments podcast. And I'm just honored to be a guest today and talk about all things pageants and my journey and everything that has got me to the point of where I am today. My personal platform is actually Teach Kindness. And this is something that I created during COVID where I decided I wanted to make a kind community on social media. I wanted an online presence that allowed people to feel safe and comfortable where they can show others kindness in unique ways. Because when we were in a virtual world, showing kindness wasn't so easy because you weren't face-to-face with people. So I created a website, I have a YouTube channel, and an Instagram page where you can find resources on ways to be kind and show kindness in your community. And as well, of course, I am an advocate for the Brave platform where I teach others the importance of building respect and values for everyone, not only in the classroom, but in the community as well. Amazing. Well, Maddie, I'm so glad to have you on here. We kind of had a funny little run. And of course, I was at the North Carolina, South Carolina pageant when you had competed. And I ran into you again, because I was like, I have to talk to her. Like I just you looked amazing on stage. And so I ran into you again at McKenzie Jade's a couple weekends ago. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I have to, you had mentioned that you were a published author. And so I was like, that would be such a great thing for people to hear about on the podcast. So right away, I'd love to talk about some of the things that you've actually published. Yes. So I created my first book, which was The Class Hero in 2019. This actually started out kind of funny because it started out as a school project in my English class. I'll never forget because it's kind of where the journey really started for me promoting um, anti-bullying and how to get it in the schools. I knew I wanted to do it in a unique way. I just couldn't figure out how. So I was op- this door of opportunities was opened up to me in my English class, which is literally so crazy because you never think that you'd publish a book in English class in high school. But so we were assigned a project where we had to create a children's book. And at the time, I was a proud advocate for anti-bullying. And I knew I wanted to do something to make a difference in a unique way, like I said. So I took the opportunity to create my book, The Class Hero, which is about a student who went to school and they were bullied. They were bullied for their physical appearance. They were bullied for the way they talked. There was a multitude of reasons they were bullied. And I wanted to show children through a book the importance of standing up for others and seeing real life bullying situations because it does happen and it's real life. And it's important that we have those open conversations about it. So I put this onto a children's book, of course, um, elementary school level so that they can understand and comprehend, you know, what bullying is. Because when you go into the classroom, sometimes it gets a little bit tricky because these children may have never been exposed to bullying. But it's important that we go ahead and expose them to it and let them know what it is and how to stop it. So after my first book was published, um, COVID really kicked in. It was 2020. And I decided I wanted to do a book on virtual bullying. So this was called The Virtual Hero. And this was all about cyberbullying and really attacked the audience of how bullying can occur online. So basically, this one was about a Zoom meeting, actually, because we literally were living in a world where everything was done on Zoom. But what you don't realize is that when you're on Zoom, you're opening up your home to a whole new audience. They see your background. They see where you live. Whereas before, you're just going to school and they just see you. So I really wanted people to know that it's okay. And it's okay if your house looks a little bit different, especially children, because I tutored a little boy and he was in first grade, actually. And 
these kids were just so terrified on this Zoom. And it was it was really sad to see that they were so scared just to open up, you know, a whole new personal level of something that, you know, they may have never had to do before. So that's where the virtual hero came from. And recently, my third book is actually called The Brave and Courageous Girl. Now, this one I created to go to coincide with the Brave platform. This is about a girl that goes to school and she's bullied for the way or for how short she is. And a girl stood up for her and she was brave for her. And I think it's important that we really cover this topic of we can stand up for others and show them to be brave, show them how to be brave. And really that's where my the whole concept of this third book came from because when kids see and you sit down and you read them a story, there's something that just clicks. And when they can see that through my books, I think that's awesome because this way they can really see, oh, wow, that's bullying or that's been happening in my class. And now I know what to do to stop it. But I've had such a fun time publishing and authoring these books because personally, I want to be a first grade teacher. So this is something that has been really special to me because just reading stories and books is something that not only goes along with the Brave platform, I found a way to combine it with that, but with my future career as well. Amazing. Well, I'm so glad that you have taken the initiative to you know, create these stories because it really does help kids at a young age, showing them a visual representation of something that could have happened or is happening. Then they can immediately attach it to like, that's a negative thing. We don't like the negatives. We want what's the positive aspect we can make from that. And that's, you know, being that stand up hero or on virtually being that virtual hero. And that's something that's really important that students now need to see because being, you know, virtual for an entire year or two years through COVID, some of these kids have, you know, lost their social abilities. They haven't really, you know, been like being in the school and being in the classroom, like this is like all new territory for them again. And so there's those little things that now they can remember like, okay, that's mean, like I shouldn't say that. Or if some kid's doing that, they can stand up for someone. So it's really, I'm really glad that you have those children's book out there, especially for, you know, all the things that have happened in the world, especially with the virtual ones. So I really appreciate that as well as if someone would like to order your book, where can they find it? Yes. So whenever I published my first book, The Class Hero, we did it through a site called The Story Jumper. And this has actually been a unique platform to have the books on because people can view them online, actually. So you can either order it, you can view it online. So I actually receive um, notifications on my phone every day. And it's it's just a really neat reminder. And it really makes me happy because I know that my book is being reached to all kinds of audiences across the U.S., and so they leave comments like, I love your book. Please write another one. And it's just really heartwarming. But yeah, you can go on Story Jumper, look up the class here, the virtual hero, and now the brave and courageous girl, and you can purchase it for yourself. Awesome. Well, in the future, do you have any other new book ideas coming out? Or is that still in the process of thinking for a new book? I definitely would love to publish another book. I mean, I don't see why I should stop at three. I've had so much fun. And normally i a new interest will kind of spark or I will be introduced to something. I'm like, that would be a really good topic to cover, you know, because being with kids in the classroom can be kind of tricky presenting to them. So yeah, I'd definitely be open to writing a new book. I think it'd be really interesting, especially when you become a teacher one day to have a, you know, a my book section, what kind of, you know, what books you have in your classroom that are yours. So I think that's gonna be a really cool aspect to bring into your teaching style as well when you get to that point. So going back, you are Miss Vermont Collegiate. Let's talk about that a little bit. I know people that may not be familiar with the High School America organization or system, they might not understand where 
you possibly could be from a different state and have a different title. So what is that process like of being Miss Vermont, but also being from North Carolina? Right. So I think that having an appointed title is an incredible opportunity because it opens a door to allow girls from any state to represent another state and still have the opportunity to compete at nationals. So I think this is something great. And it was introduced to me a few years back. And I actually competed in the South Carolina, North Carolina High School America pageant. And I received second runner up. And I knew immediately I had such a great experience that I wanted to come back. So I did take the appointed title. And I think it's great. I've been welcomed in by Miss Crystal, and she has been wonderful. And I feel a part of the sisterhood. And it's just really heartwarming for me because it can be a scary process. But for me, it has been amazing. What are you looking forward to most about going to nationals this year at Miss Collegiate America? I am so excited to finally meet everybody. Um, we've been actually very connected online, which I think this is one way that social media is just really incredible because it allows you to meet the contestants beforehand and seeing all the amazing things that these girls are doing is just really impressive. So having the opportunity to be able to meet them face to face and I just think it's one of my favorite things about pageantry actually is you literally can make a new friend from every single state when you go and compete at a national pageant. And I have um, done this before. And I think that it's amazing that this is an opportunity that is handed to us because really this isn't something that just happens every day. But I'm just so thankful for the Miss High School America organization for creating such a welcoming sisterhood that allows us to have this opportunity to meet girls, to meet, to have these relationships and make connections because these girls will be your friends forever. I mean, it is true and genuine friendships. So just being able to see everybody face to face and finally spending an entire week with them is something I just can't wait for. I know. And it is, you are absolutely right with that. It is like making a new friend from every state. And going off of that, let's, you know, give the viewers almost like a listen because I can't see it yet. But how would you describe your competition wardrobe in one word? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say, I know this is a little generic, but I would say very fun and out of the box. Sorry, I know that was two words, but I think that this year, what I'm wearing really represents me and my personality. And I'm just so excited to showcase it on stage because I've been working on it for the past few months. And it's something that I feel good in and something that I love. And I feel like that really makes a difference whenever you can go on stage and you feel confident in what you're wearing, because I feel like that really shows to the judges and the audience like, wow, that girl loves what she has on. Like she has full confidence in what she is wearing. And for me, that just makes everything a million times better. It makes me feel good when I feel good in what I'm wearing. So I'm really excited to show everybody and it'll actually be in just a little over a month when I get to. Yes, exactly. And going off of that, you know, whole competition, what is your favorite phase of competition? Oh, I am definitely a fun fashion girl. So I think that fun fashion is an amazing like phase of competition because you really get to show off your personality. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love evening gown. I love interview. I love getting to sit down and talk to the judges and letting them know, you know, what I've been doing during my reign, how hard I've been working. And just there's something about finally getting to tell the judges, like, this is what I'm doing. I can't wait to tell you guys. Like, that's just the feeling is unmatched because it's like, I'm finally able to talk to you guys. Like, I've been waiting all this time. But there's something about stepping on stage in a fun outfit and getting to wear something you love and just showing off your personality. That's just my favorite part. 
So I know that you have been a national queen before. So coming into this system, what do you think you bring to the table from learning from that past experience of being a national queen for a different organization? Yeah, so there was definitely a lot of important things that I learned coming off of a national title. And I think that it's important that we learn to connect with others and be vulnerable. I think that was one of the biggest things that I learned. To be your true self, it's okay to break down that wall. As a pageant title holder, I feel like we are held to such a high standard and people view us and they think that we have to be perfect in every single way. But the truth is, you know, you don't have to be perfect. And I love so much. This month is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I think it is incredible that people are so open and talking about what they go through and what they struggle with. Personally, for me, I'll tell everybody right now, I struggled really bad with anxiety for two years, but it is through that experience that I was able to overcome it and share with girls that experience. And they came out and they felt comfortable talking to me and being vulnerable. So I think really as a pageant title holder, whether that's national, state or local, if you can just be your true self and show others that, you know, I'm not perfect and that's okay. And I'm okay with that. And I really hope that you are too, because I have flaws. I mean, I struggle and you know, everybody does and it's okay to admit that. So just being able to speak that truth and let people know that, you know, it's okay to not be perfect all the time. It's okay to not be on all the time, but yeah. So definitely just being vulnerable and being open and being your true self is something that has really stuck with me being a title holder through the years. What is one way for, you know, this would be a good tip for someone out there. What is one way that you keep your mental health in check? So for me, I had to take time to do the things that I love doing. So pageant preparation takes a lot. It consumes a lot of your time. And I absolutely love it. Do not get me wrong. There is like being it. Preparing for a national pageant is one of my favorite things ever because it's like you work so hard and then you get to the national pageant and it's like, I did it. Like we made it, mom. We're here. We did it. And we have done this and we have repaired. But it is so important to not don't forget to hang out with your friends. Don't forget to take time for yourself. And just like for me, the other day, I realized I had a favorite movie or a TV show series that I enjoyed watching a few years ago. And I realized it was on um, Hulu again. And there was something about knowing that that was on there and I could watch it again. That just relieved a lot of stress for me because it's something I enjoy doing. It's a show that I loved. So taking time to spend time with people you love, spend time doing the things you love is just a really, really important part for me and my mental health preparation for pageants. So Maddie, you have some exciting news to tell the listeners and viewers out there. Why don't you give them a little insight on your most recent exciting adventure? Yes, so this is something that I actually just found out about today, so I'm so excited to announce and share it with all of you guys. So recently, I have been working on a Beautifully Brave campaign, and this is where I have invited local, state, and national title holders to share what makes them brave. Now, when I say what makes you brave, it's basically, you know, what made you stand out and what made you jump out of your comfort zone to do something? How were you brave? So being able to put together a campaign and video was something really special for me. And it was really heartwarming because I got to see all these girls open up, kind of like how I talked about earlier. They were vulnerable. They shared their stories. 
And I think it's important that we all open up and do this, which is why I have been working really, really hard with my Union County, North Carolina House of Representatives, Dean Arp and Ann Arp, his legislative assistant, to put together a proclamation, which is called Show Me Your Brave Day. This will be a day where everyone can open up and tell their stories of what makes them brave. I think it's important that we come out and we talk about this and we share our experiences because this will only encourage others to do the same and together we will be taking that first step and going forward with sharing anything that makes us step out of our comfort zone, makes us feel like us, and just what makes us uniquely ourselves. So next, on May 25th, I will be headed to Raleigh to watch this uh, proclamation be passed by the North Carolina House of Representatives Speaker of the House, Tim Moore. So I'm very excited for that, and I'm excited that I got to share that with you guys today. That is so exciting. That is something that, you know, most pageant girls really truly dream about is, you know, getting that proclamation or, you know, just getting something put into, you know, different types of stuff with our state legislatures. Like that is one of the big deals that pageant girls absolutely love. So I'm so proud of you. That is so awesome. You know, we're all clapping for you out here. But going back to competition again. So If the judges were to ask something along the lines of your proclamation or how to get started, what is one way that someone interested in getting a proclamation, like what is the way for them to get started with something like that? Yeah. So like you said, this was something that I've always wanted to accomplish. And I think it's like you said, a lot of girls pageant dreams to be able to accomplish something like this. And I really want to give a shout out to my coach, Katie Britt Greenway, because she was the one that really pushed me to get this done. She's always believed in me from the start. And I'm just so grateful to have her behind me, motivating me to do something like this, because this is a big deal. I mean, this is something that I'll have to talk about forever. I mean, this is a life goal that I was able to accomplish. So going forward to encourage other girls to do this because I think it is such a great thing. It's so positive. And so I would say definitely reach out, figure out who your, your, I started with my County. So I'm in Union County. So mine was a Union County, North Carolina house of representative. And I talked with his wife as well, which was the legislative assistant. So just reaching out to them, finding out who they are and talking with them and sharing your passions, you know, be like, Hey, this is what I'm really I'm passionate about. This is what I want done. And is this something you think we could work on together? And I will say this is something that I worked really diligently and really hard on for a good while now. And like I said today, I just received the news. So I was so excited that this is something that will be passed and will be um, something put in stone that will be here forever. So that is so exciting. And I'm so glad that you shared that because there could be a listener out there that's looking to do something like that to, you know, spice up their resume a little bit or, you know, just get something with that they are passionate about out there. So going on to the next thing. So you're about to get ready to go to nationals. What is the one thing that you are prepping with or, you know, doing the most to get ready for nationals? It can be, you know, practicing walking or interview coaching. Like what is your thing that you're practicing the most? So first and foremost, and we kind of touched on it earlier, um, when we get this close to the pageant, we're about a little bit over a month, like I said earlier, to the pageant and leaving for Little Rock, which is absolutely insane because I am so excited to finally get there. But on a serious note, I think it's important that we really take in the matter our mental health. It's important that we prepare mentally as well as physically, and there's a multitude of things that you can do. But I feel like when you can find that one thing that makes you feel comfortable, the one thing that makes you feel safe, the one thing that makes you feel at peace with everything that's going on, because it can get stressful. There's a lot that goes into it. 
Um, I've had in the past and even now, like, I'll be honest, I've had wardrobe malfunctions and I've had things that go wrong. But going back to that mental health safe place and being able to be like, it's okay, things happen, it's going to be okay, and it'll all work out. So just spending time outdoors, spending time with your friends and family, just getting yourself in that mental place and making sure that everything is okay with you first and foremost is the most important thing you can do to prepare for a pageant, especially when you're this close. But for me, as far as actually preparing for the pageant, I would have to say that I love doing mock interviews up until the day of. I think that it's great to get a lot of practice out um, through mock interviews to see what kind of questions people are going to ask because everybody has a different range of questions they want to ask you. I mean, there's a lot. So just being able to mock interview with different people and getting different opinions and seeing what they have to say is, I think, great practice for your national pageant, definitely. If someone gave you a mic and asked you, you know, how do you convince someone to try pageants that's never tried pageants before, what would you tell that person? So I would say step out of your comfort zone and try something new. And I know this is something easy to say and it's not so easy to do, but I can speak from experience on this. So I was a very shy girl. I mean, I would have my friends talk to my teachers for me. I did not want to have any kind, like I never wanted the attention on me. I was that kid. I didn't want, even if I knew the right answer, if the teacher was asking a question, I did not want them to call on me because I just didn't want any attention put on me whatsoever. But when I got into pageantry, it was insane the way that I was able to just crawl out of my shell. I have become a new person in such a positive way, and I have been able to find my voice. And I think that that's such a wonderful thing because so many people sometimes are afraid to use their voice, but I have learned to use mine as a microphone, not only for myself, but for others, for when I'm in the classroom or in my community, speaking on the Brave platform and just reaching out to people and letting them know you can do this like it's it seems like it's impossible right now but it is a you can accomplish it it's something you can do so i would definitely tell people just take that first step you never know what could happen and just try something new i love that that is such great advice i like to ask that one randomly just because everyone always gives a very different answer and i think that was very well said and i would absolutely be like okay i'll do it <laughs> i would do it immediately but I, we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same final question. Are you ready? Yes. All righty. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? So for me, and this kind of goes with what we just talked about, um, I have become someone who will speak out for what I believe in because of pageantry. I believe pageantry has allowed me to find my voice and who I am and what I want to share. I believe that everyone brings something so unique to the table. Every single person is different and unique in their own way. And it's important that they find their voice in that way. And for me, pageantry has done that. So for example, I still can't get over the fact that I've been able to pass a proclamation in the state of North Carolina, because it's something I never would imagine. If you would have told me 10 years ago that I would have done something like this, I would have laughed at you. And just going back, I would tell my younger self that you can do this. Use your voice. Use it for others. Use it for yourself. Use it to speak about what you're passionate about. So in that way, pageant has pageants have allowed me to find my voice and be confident in who I am. 
That is so awesome. And Maddie, I just want to thank you again for being on the podcast today. And for those listening that want to check Maddie out, Maddie, why don't you go ahead and tell them your Instagram that they can find you on and especially your platform Instagram. Yes, of course. So you can follow my pageant journey at Miss VT Collegiate America. And then you can follow my platform at uh, underscore teach underscore kindness underscore. Awesome. Well, you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Bye.